Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Wipe your fingers under your friend's nose and see if he smells God. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? 141. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Eric. I'm, oh. I'm Rich. Oh, new guy jumping the gun. 141. Yes. A semi-prime number. Oh. A product of two primes. Also, the original name for Optimus Prime, I believe. I was going to say, is, one of, is Optimus involved <laughs> right, yeah. in any of these primes? Here's a semi, right? Autobots transform. <laughs> Second Transformers reference of the night. One may or may not make the air. So maybe maybe it'll be the first one for you. But the guy that did the voice for Optimus Prime did a lot of work in kids' cartoons. Oh, he did. I'm trying to think of what else he was. Is he in Thundercats? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he is. Why am I a ho? Just no, Thunder- Thundercats. Oh. Ho, remember? Was he a Japanese voice actor? I mean, that's no, where all that stuff he's, was. He's Jewish. All right. We're, we're way off track already. <laughs> we haven't horrible, even started. This is anything. a horrible start. <laughs> it's fall outside. It's November. And it was, what, 80 degrees out and sunny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Uh, and, was it, is, is this not a PC term anymore? The Indian what? summer? This original American <laughs> Why summer. Why would it be not PC? <laughs> it's original American summer now. I don't. Oh, okay. Native American summer. That, that, At least that's the term around here they used to use for the one last blast of good weather in October, November, usually. Right. It's uh, global warming. Well, that's what it is. And the leaves. We're getting out of control with the fucking leaves. Yeah. On the way home today, I witnessed an old lady with a leaf blower blowing the leaves off of her curb. Like, you know, you rake them all. In most places now in this city, it seems like, and in, in most places, you rake your shit off to the curb, and then a big street sweeper, or uh, sometimes they just get a backhoe, and just scoop it all up. But she she couldn't have it on her curb. She had to blow it out into the middle of the street. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you all doing? It's not my backyard. That's what that is. Well, you know, we're lucky enough to have conifers, or at least, well, the one. Aquifers? Yes. We have one tree and it, it's a conifer, so it doesn't have leaves of that. Uh, Means it has mm-hmm. cones. That's right, it has cones. What's a conifer? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a punchline to that, but uh, sorry. I only know how much a Tim Conway's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous that, we, that we're so obsessive about our lawns that we have to blow all the leaves off. I understand that some people have a shit ton of leaves and they got to do something about it. There used to be a tree in front of this house. It was cut down many yeah, years ago. They chopped down a couple of big trees down the street from us, too, recently. Although those looked, the, the bases of them were so wide, it looked like it was about to just bust through the concrete. But there was actually a story. Don't rake your leaves, scientists say. But who listens to scientists oh, anyway? Oh, we're bringing science. Come on now. Haven't we learned I, through doing this podcast? No one gives a fuck about science. This is a new I don't need today. science. I got Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus will rake the leaves. Actually, Jesus, take my, the Actually, break. my gardener, Jesus. Jesus, take yeah. my leaves. <laughs> Dead, dry leaves are important habitats for all kinds of critters. Butterflies, salamanders, chipmunks, box turtles, toads, shrews, earthworms, and other creatures live, lay eggs in, or eat from leaves. But not on this my was, lawn. This is in a statement from the National Wildlife Federation begging people to stop getting rid of the leaves on their lawn. It gets contrary to the uh, homeowners association that will kick you off the block for that, not doing that. Yeah, abs- <laughs> abso-fucking-lutely. And I'm sure, I'm sure see, if we see got... I did there? I'm sure if we had more yeah. leaves on, the, uh, on our dirty ground around here that the city would probably give us a notice of some sort. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck up. Oh, they did. They break your goddamn leaves. They love their notices around here. Hey, yeah. I'm just trying to increase the box turtle population. <laughs> oh, Rich, much. you might appreciate this. The crazy, the, the the whole water department, the the crazy jack move the government, the local government tried to pull on me. So that's not a jack move. I thought we were talking about leaves. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm going into tangent town. Sarah Sarah Moore, the Pacific Science Center's indoor butterfly garden, says, I care about the life cycle of all insects that live in my yard. I want it to be a habitat. But, all right, habitat's one thing. I just think we've gotten out of control. We're obsessive-compulsive over our lawns in general. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
agree i i agree <laughs> i actually um a friend of mine growing up his father used to make him and his brother vacuum the lawn you know when those seed pods would come down and hit the lawn the little, the little white ones yeah the helicopter ones that would fly no up. no the furry ones the white ones oh yeah yeah well they would go, they would go all over the lawn and go into the bushes and he would be out with his kids yelling at them he's obsessive compulsive and they'd have dust busters and they would suck oh all the seed pods I off the lawn was shopping. no she, well yeah they, the dyson and all the sorts of, of different uh uh, uh uh vacuums but no they, they would do the whole lawn and he would go yeah. we have to get the fuzzies we have to get the fuzzies <laughs> i'll never forget it well that's great you know what he needs is like uh he needs one of those lint rollers but like in a big <laughs> like a yard roller like on the back it of a tractor like, it would look like an old-fashioned push mower yeah. you know just so you, know, you wrap an old push mower in there you that go. sticky material yeah i believe they just used uh masking tape <laughs> <laughs> it's space age material <laughs> masking tape the yard roller using space age polymers <laughs> two for 29.99 i'm sorry chris versus the water department no there's it, no verse they won i mean they instantly won with the move they pulled i just thought it was really shitty well they needed to get a read right yeah but they well, gotta it come was, over and get a read on the meter apparently this year they're finally updating into like this century or they don't have to to come into your home anymore to read your water meter they still right. had to do this so to be somebody here and some dude come in the basement and check the water whatever and they were up upgrading to something where they had to put it outside and they could read it from outside mm -hmm. fine well guess when they've always tried to do this between nine and five monday through friday right right nobody's right. fucking here because we right. work for a living we have jobs yeah, this all never happened. I finally did see one of them, but by the time I saw a notice, it was like red and like the word final was on it. Clearly, this was it or whatever, and it said, you'll be assessed some kind of fee, and I'm like, oh, whatever. When I pay the bill, I'll pay the fee, and I'll set it all up. Well, I get a water bill beginning of the, for, that's for the, for the second quarter of the year for a thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. According to what they said was metered. Too many hot baths. Said we had used <laughs> 750,000 gallons of water. You lush. In the three-month period. There are um, people in California. We I haven't used that, that much water. water since we have moved in here. I'm sorry, Chris. I forgot to tell you about the, the marshland that I was developing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the the box turtles, <laughs> I took it one step further. The we did because we didn't. If we had leaves on yeah. the property, it may work. But you know, I flooded yeah. the backyard. I was telling guys at work about this. He was like, we had a pool growing up. It was like four hundred dollars <laughs> once. <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And then they just said that they they said it was an estimation of our use. And you go back and look at our use. It's like single digits. It's like five, yeah, seven, eight. What's their estimate? One hundred. And their whole theory behind it was when well, we wanted to get your attention so we could come get this meter. Oh, well, the well played water department. Because well I'm not paying a thousand dollar water bill. You Dude are insane. Hey, water department. But too, it's just I think it's the shitty things that like when people who know they don't have any competition will do. Mm. Like the things like DTE can do to you around here. Oh. Or consumers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, what are you going to do? Go get another gas company? Nope. What you do? Yeah. Call the other electric company? No. Yeah. I literally had them tell me that when I had my house. I, 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 <laughs> they literally said that to you, huh? I was, on, I, I was on a payment plan. I had the receipt. I had the e-receipt. I forwarded the guy my email. I ended up on the phone for like a two and a half, three hour period where I actually was like, I never pull this card. I was like, I don't, I'm done talking to you. Put your supervisor on the phone. And this guy got on, and I'm like, okay, now put the real fucking supervisor on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no. And they put me on hold, and then finally this guy got on, and I was like, here's the deal. Give me your email address right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to hear no bullshit. I'm sending you all everything I have. I'll take pictures of my phone and send that. If I have to, of the physical receipt plus the electronic receipt, mm -hmm. I paid it. I don't give a fuck what you say. It's bullshit. And the guy was like, well, I mean, who's your second choice for uh, <laughs> gas in your area? Oh, man. And I was like, you motherfucker. I mean, I... I, <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Like this, I, I, I accuse this dude of everything under the sun, like preferring the company of men, of animals, of little <laughs> children. That was near the end of living there. I knew I wasn't going to be living there much longer, so I figured I could get away with it. Yeah. 
Not verbatim, but I had a very similar conversation with Comcast when I lived out in the Kalamazoo area. In certain areas over there, that is really your only option because there's way too many trees and satellite wasn't an option. I tried to get satellite and the guy came out and was like, no, not unless we build like a, a, you know, 100 foot pole and stick it in your backyard. So yeah, Comcast was just like, well, I guess you could go without cable. You, you could you, call the other. Oh, wait, yeah. no, you cannot. You know, Ap- uh, Apple. Uh, is your family into theater? Maybe you guys could stage plays for each other. Um, <laughs> Kabuki yeah. theater in the backyard. Yeah, there's a lot of remember good radio, books out. Have Steve, you ever heard, remember radio plays? Those were fun back in the day. Stephen King has a new novel out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could read that. Fine. <laughs> Apple also has that same attitude. Well, yeah. obviously. Hey, man, I beat the system with Apple, man. How'd you do it? Pretty much Ooh. everything that isn't my screen is brand new as They're of this March. They're pretty accommodating, though. I mean, the number of people that I've heard get replacements and screens fixed. and Yeah. Well, unless I, you uh, live, you know, in China and you're working at the factories jumping out of the windows. Oh, uh, well, suicide go. nets. So. Okay. Okay. From that perspective, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little worse but on that end they're like where else are you gonna go where you oh, go work the rice paddy <laughs> yeah great have fun hey, in that hey we hear uh, fruit of the apple loom is making shirts for walmart over yeah. there you can just walk across the street yep call us when your feet fall off we'll give you a dust job <laughs> jesus <laughs> wow <laughs> Ooh. oh i'm the evil one here <laughs> for thinking of it not apple memo s jobs call us when your feet what? fall off dated from like 2005 that's great you know another thing that leaves makes me think of though is uh allergies yeah and another reason why i hate leaf blowers because you're just blowing all that shit spores molds and everything all over the place and well every season is a bad season for me it's just usually the first couple of weeks of that change Mm -hmm. although when you run into what we are experiencing now, the Native American summer. <laughs> this original uh, American summer. Yes, sir. The red uh, hot Aboriginal? No, or no, is that offensive? Remember, it's original Americans Origi- now. Original the American movie. summer. This was covered this year. Wasn't that a movie with Paul Rudd? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when the temperature changes pretty drastically like this, though, then that even sends my, my, uh, well, my allergies into just overload. It, it makes you back and forth. It makes you wonder, like, how did people like you and I, Aaron, survive hundred years ago? I would be dead, Eric. They, they would have killed us. <laughs> they would have exterminated no, no, no. us hundred years like, ago. Like, uh, age twelve. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Like, there would just have been one day where I just wouldn't be able to breathe anymore, and that's and it. It would have ruined your age and twelve. And you know what? It, it, it ruins all the fantasy of like, what, what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? You know, I'd get the shotgun and the shovel and I'd hold myself up. No, You're I'd like, fucking run I hit- out of medications in six months and fucking die. <laughs> I hit my inhaler. <laughs> that would be me. Like, I should write a, I should write a story about that. I'm going to make a comic book about an asthma, uh, a person suffering from asthma in a, in a post-apocalyptic world. And that's just their whole thing. Yeah. Oh, they're doing these from town down. to town, hunting down inhalers. Right. You'd be sucking dick for medicine, man. <laughs> it would, apocalypse blows. <laughs> no, but there was a study. <laughs> There's hey, a study on that, by hey, the way. Hey, if it's life or death, if it's life or death, I just have to have the inhaler first. Give me the inhaler, I'll do it after. <laughs> just don't expect me to be into it. No eye contact. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're going to have to give me a couple of inhalers for me to cradle God. your balls, too. <laughs> sucking dick for Preventol. No, but, there, but there was a study where they found that kids who grew up with dogs had lower rates of asthma and, and pets are that's definitely one of my triggers and a lot of people's triggers for allergies and aller and uh allergy triggered asthma yeah see more research needs to be done to establish exactly why and how children with exposure to dogs are more protected from asthma than those without i mean Build the tolerance they right they I understand that they want to figure out exactly how, and there's a lot of things that we don't understand exactly, but we know generally enough about them to come up with some working theory, and it seems pretty obvious. Yeah, you're yeah. building a, you build up a tolerance. You, you, it's like being inoculated against something. Right. It's, it's how do allergy shots work? You go there, right. and they inject you with what you're allergic to until you stop swelling up. Right. That's what an allergy shot is. Right. Yeah. It's it's about exposure. Yeah. 
It always which which I I've proven myself with the, every cat that I've had. I'm allergic to all cats. It's not like there's some breed that I don't and I'm not allergic to, but it's just that transitionary period where I have to adjust my system to the new allergens in the environment with, that come with a new cat. So the f- the first couple months of Aaron having a cat, he he periodically exposes himself to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show ex- who's This explains why. why Make the, him a little why, jealous. Why the- the podcat does all that licking. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Tongue's pretty rough. Hey, it's like that classic poster, Expose Yourself to Art. You ever <laughs> see that? With the guy with the trench coat standing in front of yeah, the painting. Mixed with that, uh, what is it, <laughs> Keep Hanging On poster with the cat <laughs> in, in every therapist's office. But the reason I find this so interesting is because this is the case with a lot of things in this increasingly sterile environment that we are we are creating for ourselves. Yeah. At least our own perception of what sterile is. You know, if we were truly in a in a, a sterile environment, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> right, we wouldn't but, survive. We'd be um, John Travolta in a made-for-TV's movie from the seventies. Right, but but pe- peanut allergies. Right. Yeah. I mean, as soon as people heard of the idea of kids being so allergic to peanuts that their throats would seize up and they would possibly die if they didn't get the proper medical attention, then thousands millions millions of parents all over the world well mostly in the u.s because there's certain places outside the u.s where they just don't give a fuck you eat what we can get but but in the u.s where we have a lot more options all the parents went oh wait a minute we're not taking that chance yeah no peanuts no peanuts no peanut butter no anything and then your kids can't have any either right and yeah like it's 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 insane like they're taking first of all Take away a staple of childhood. People keep forgetting that one. The peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. Right. And if one fucking kid in the school is allergic, nobody can have them. That's a bunch. You know how I know that's a bunch of bullshit? Because when I fly and somebody has a peanut allergy on the flight, they make the announcement, this is a peanut-free flight, that's great. But you know what I don't see them doing? Hauling bags of peanuts off the plane as we're getting on. They're they're still on the plane. They're stowed. They're in another part of the plane. They're not pulled Mm. off the plane completely. So that's how I know that that, that's bullshit about if one kid at the school is allergic, nobody can have the peanuts. Some people get so OCD about their allergies that they become... Mm, what's the word for it? Psycho, they have a psychosomatic response, right? Yeah, to where they... Where, where, you know, it happened to them once and it freaked them out so much. They see somebody eating peanuts and they will get hives. They will, uh, you know, have a, a blocked airway of some sort. Right. They're not necessarily going to have the full allergic reaction, but they can actually make their bodies believe that right. and, and react to it. So that's kind of the situation that we're in now. It's almost, it's too late, right? Yeah. There's not a whole lot we can do about it other than slowly understand that if when we introduce our, our children to allergens at an early age, that they'll be able to cope in their adulthood with this much easier. Um, we're going to get to that point where with a lot of things, considering how much antibacterial everything that we use, which I use almost none of. I think the dish soap is antibacterial. I don't use antibacterial soap. I use regular old, like, mm-hmm. white dove soap. The only thing I use it for is hands, and that's just my food safety training. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. that's just... Right. That's just yeah, they just beat into your head in that industry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which, and again, and which again is a liability thing, you know, and you're not going to work around that. But in our daily lives, like, we don't need to kill everything that we come into contact with. Yeah, there's good bacteria and bad bacteria. Isn't that like right. your third grade science class? It's like day three? Yeah. It's just like the koalas. Oh, I'm, where are you going with this? You know, the eucalyptus? I'm they're interested. actually, mm-hmm. uh, they're, not, they're not born resistant to eucalyptus. Eucalyptus is poisonous to human beings. What they do, the baby koalas eat the pap, which is the poop of the mother koala, and they yeah. build up that enzyme in their stomach, and then they're able to eat the eucalyptus. Man, that's a long way to go just to get fucked up, because I know that thing <laughs> gets them high. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done some crazy drugs but never hey you got to eat my shit before you take this or else you're gonna have a really bad trip well there you go no there's there's actually studies too of basically getting uh good bacteria from from baby poop (laughs) yeah like really (laughs) people are ingesting it in order to build a culture in their bodies california i i heard that no um, this is this is not hippy dippy shit this isn't Florida? This isn't cooking and eating the placenta. Which, Germany. 
Like, I can understand if you're going to eat the placenta raw, but <laughs> cooking it and eating it, well, what good yeah, no, does right. that do you? Right, no, it's just a, it's just a snack then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that uh, the subway guy, Jared, liked to uh, use baby poop to uh, get rid mm. of... Um, be, I'm be, gonna allow be careful. it, but <laughs> How many where are you going with this? <laughs> what, are we, what are we listening to? Is this Kid Koala? Yes. Yeah! I'm seriously scratching going on there. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented 5 stars. Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at UnregimentedPod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at Pro Boothcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows, well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or uglyclubpodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. That's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. What do you guys want to talk about next? Uh, Robin Williams and the fact that white people are killing themselves at an increased rate? Or should we go to fanatics like the guy who tried to bomb a Walmart? Choose your own. I mean, you had me at tried to bomb a Walmart. Yeah, well, no, no, has anybody talked that, to Jay lately? Is this, are we sure that he wasn't him? Yeah, yeah no, right? Yeah, no. Jay, Jay hasn't been around for a minute. No, there's a story in the Washington Post about a man who had threatened to and did indeed throw a bomb into a, his local Walmart because they stopped selling Confederate flags. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Guess the state. Florida. Of course it's Florida. No, come on. Really? There's South Carolina. Many, there's too many Jews in Florida. It's, which state still has a Confederate flag on their fucking state it's flag? Texas? South Carolina. So, who is it? <laughs> Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay. Not Texas. Which, okay. The Which least educated state in the union? Yeah, no, shocking. Wow. You know, I, I don't like to make broad statements like that, but come on. It, like, get it off your fucking flag already. Yeah. There's still. Where, where else would you allow that? When, <laughs> when England took over India, Alabama? And, and India said, okay, you won. We'll fly your flag, but we're going to put our flag up in the corner. <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, no. That's not how this fucking works. You fly our fucking flag. You're English now, motherfucker. That's that's amazing. Now, he had been very vocal about, well, uh, Walmart and other stores pol- refusing to sell any merchandise with the Confederate flag on it. And uh, he would post on the Daily Journal's Facebook oh, page. Geez. This is one of them. Journal corporate, you are on final warning. You are part of the problem. As a result of this, y'all are going down. Along with Walmart, WTVA, Reed's Department Store, and all the rest of the anti-American crooks. Jesus I'm not Christ. kidding. No messing around anymore. Just, that was a few days before... How uh, many children does he have that one, he's warping? One thirty on a Sunday morning, he, this guy pulls up Marshall Leonard, 
61 years old. <laughs> he pulls up in front of a Walmart. There's an employee outside smoking, and he says, you better run. I'm going to blow this place up. And throws. Well, at least he gave a heads up. Through the front door, he threw a bundle of some sort of explosive, like some dynamite or something, wrapped in newspaper. And uh, I guess the worst that it really did was just cause a big noise and scare the fuck out of everybody. Shut it up. didn't actually Pete, blow it off from trying to buy a TV. It's not that easy to destroy Walmart. Walmart's like Hydra. You cut its head off and right. two more. Yeah, right. Come in its place. You gotta kill the body. Yeah, he needs... Uh, well, no. I mean, I hope he doesn't meet anyone like Tyler Durden. But that's what he needs that type of organization to yeah. take down Walmart. Do you think maybe we can help him? Can we get him on the horn? No. Okay. <laughs> no, we can't <laughs> help him. I don't know if there's any help for this guy. You know, he's set in his ways. Yeah. <laughs> but crooks? I mean, he, he's calling them anti-American crooks for what? Making a choice not to be associated with uh, a certain ethos that comes along with the Confederate flag. Mm. Oh, my God. There's nothing more American than Walmart. God, if you're so goddamn red-blooded American, get a loom. Make your own goddamn Confederate flag. Make a Confederate flag with your face on it. There's nothing more American than making your own flag. Yeah, go ahead, (laughs) Betsy Ross. Knock it it out the park. You can make it out of bootstraps. Make Make a bunch of them and sell them. Of course... You probably wouldn't make a profit off of handmade flight. You have to have them made in China. No, no, you just—that's that's that's when you get. That's when you get Zimmerman to fucking make them for like, you, and then you can sell them to all his though. fans. This should be yeah. a movie, right? This guy decides to fuck corporate Walmart liars, and I'm gonna make my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sell flags. I'm gonna sell. Uh, uh, what's <laughs> what's the word? Let's, what's the word? Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the flag. Confederate the, flag. The Confederate flag. Thank yes. you. Thank you. I'm going to make my own Confederate flags and I'm going to sell them, right? And then in order to do so, he has to have them made in Taiwan. Yeah. And then he justifies it and then he gets rich doing this. And then next thing you know, by the end of the movie, he's owning his own Walmart. Is, right? Isn't that how Duck Dynasty it's, it's happened? It's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, yeah but you're, you're forgetting one very important point. At some point, some group of inbred hillbillies get access to the internet through a local public library, go on Twitter, and attack him for appropriating their culture. Mm. Oh, right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be there'll be a backlash, and he won't understand it because he's a red-blooded American that's just trying to do the right thing and sell Confederate flags. No, at that point, once he's, a, once he's made a bunch of money, he's a job creator, so we all need to fucking just bow to his fucking feet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Give him tax breaks, and hey, it's good to go. I'm starting to like this guy. Well, let's let's continue with the unnecessary violence then <laughs> theme, because oh, you know what? Let me send this to you real quick, Chris, because I've got a video to share on here. Oh, this isn't like a fever dream I had in the '90s. This song exists. What song is this? It's called "This Ain't No Rag, It's a Flag." It's by Charlie Daniels. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, you remember this? This made an imprint on you as a child? This has to be like post-2001. I don't know, uh, the whole... When did the whole flag burning controversy happen? That was late nineties, wasn't it? That yeah. was. I, I was mean, I know like, there's been this happened numerous no, times yeah. in history. I was pubescent. Most that recent. was like early nineties. Yeah, maybe. Now, I sent you a link to a video. Hold that up for a second. You guys hear the story about there's a uh, a Taco Bell executive, not just a taco folder. This guy was like uh, he was heading up the marketing department or some shit. And so it wasn't putting the red sauce on my burrito. <laughs> he was caught on video. Benjamin Golden, 32 years old, jumps into an, an Uber, a car. Uh, <laughs> it is an Uber. Hold on a second. Benjamin Golden, 32, jumps into an Uber car and is too drunk to give proper directions to his destination. Well, they're supposed to have a GPS. Take yeah, but they have to know. Already. But you have to speak English to them and tell them, this is where I need to go. I've never turn left, stuff. turn I've right. I've taken several Ubers at this point. They, but they're not psychic. They, yeah, you got to... But no, you give them the address in the app. Oh, wait, that's a good point. It's in their GPS. 
They're never like, hey, where you? I just go. I'm going home, or I'm oh, going man. to my buddy's house to get my car because it's like after bachelor party. I've never I had think to be, about this. I've you never put, had to give them. You yeah, put your starting point and your destination yes. in there, and they pick you up, and they don't have to say shit. They just drive you to where. Oh, it yeah. says. oh you're right. right. So I didn't even consider that because, well, listen to what happens in the story. Then the guy appears too drunk to give coherent directions, prompting the driver to pull over and kick him out. You're too drunk to give me directions, man. Get out of my car. Or I will call the police. At which point, the passenger opens the door from the back seat and says, let me tell you something, and repeatedly slaps oh, and just, punches and pulls the driver's hair. I just said I just read this headline. No shit. Last Friday night, Benjamin Golden, an upper-level marketing executive oh, they said they had the video. Bell, was caught on camera attacking his Uber driver in a drunken rage. The driver, Edward Caban, had recently installed a dashboard camera in his car oh. after having run into other passengers in the past. He explained to CBS wow. News that the problems began when he realized just how intoxicated Golden was and told him that he didn't feel comfortable driving him home. Not long after the attack, Golden was picked up by Costa Mesa authorities and has been formally charged for public drunkenness yeah, and assault. Time. I don't think As one show might it. expect. He is this is everything that we've already gone over. Yeah, because the guy said he didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, you can't give me directions. The man was, was not only drunk on alcohol, but drunk on taco power. Taco power? It's a sad thing, and it's... He What's the problem? This what happens when they take the Enchirito away. <laughs> <laughs> what is the fucking... Okay, I understand. The guy obviously lost control. Why he was hitting this guy instead of just getting out of the car and, and calling another Uber driver that wouldn't be so uptight about having a drunk passenger. Right. Because drunk so, people are irrational. Absolutely. But what do we we want to discourage the drunks from taking Ubers now? You no. can't be drunk anywhere. You can't go to the bar... Well, that's why you take an Uber. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. That's you want to encourage the people that are going out drinking to take an Uber cab, and now you've got stories like this. Oh, did we also mention the driver maced the passenger? Oh, maybe that's why he got hit. Well, after he got hit. Oh, okay. He got hit. He got slapped around a couple times. Slapped around the what head. What city was this in? He said. Sorry. Oh, Costa Mesa, so California. Yes. All right. That's, uh, that's that's a shame. Should never get to that point. Right. Well, this is another situation where, yeah, it, it the person reacted wrong, but why were they put in that situation in the first place? Why couldn't the guy just have been drunk and been dropped off at his destination? I can understand if he was fucking puking in his car or some shit. People yeah. suck ass. But the guy didn't say that he was, like, abusive or assaulted him prior to him trying to kick him out of his cab maybe insulted the eagles no no that's, that's exactly, exactly what i, just what I was thinking of. yeah he said something about don well, henley or glenn fry well and it just it snowballed from there he's been fired from his job though because oh the video for sure got if that out. happened to <laughs> where i work it just, I would just, <laughs> he was yeah. no longer a taco bell employee well i mean i hear del taco's hiring <laughs> i know right <laughs> Did you guys read about Robin Williams' widow no. recently? No. She did an interview where she talked about the she talked about what Robin Williams suffered from prior to his suicide. Autop- well, it says here in the story on ABC News, uh, the autopsy revealed that the beloved actor had early stage Parkinson's disease and Lewy body dementia. Ooh. That's well, okay. What's that? What's that? Yeah. Right. Um, I'm not sure, but they just she describes the dementia that he experienced prior to uh, prior to his suicide. I think the de- the dementia is the important word here. I don't, I'm not sure what Louis body dementia means. I don't know. Let's look it up. Well, maybe it's like related to Parkinson's or related to hanging. Oh, ooh. Mm. When the guy died, are you going to stop playing the Mork and Mindy theme? <laughs> no. Huey <laughs> body dementia, the second most common type of progressive dementia after Alzheimer's disease, causes a progressive decline in mental abilities. It may also cause visual hallucinations, which generally take the form of objects, people, or animals that aren't there. This can lead to unusual behavior, such as having conversations with deceased loved ones. Well, this is like the thing uh, the Beautiful Mind guy had. You would never know with Robin That's Williams. That's schizophrenia. Huh? 
you would think it's the shtick the whole time. Oh, yeah, look well, at that. Look at well, that. It's a, it's a goat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that or he's back on the fucking Bolivian marching powder. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think sure. you just explained it. You know, we only ever really, well, we saw two sides of Robin Williams, the, the funny side and the creepy side. I'm sure his wife saw the real guy because that was kind of the thing, like, even when you saw him on Letterman or some shit, he's performing. Always on, yeah. He's, yeah. If he had more than more than four eyes on him, then he's performing. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Him and him and Chris Farley, same same thing. Certain people are just like that, man. That's what they do. Exactly, and it's kind of scary. It's like we've talked about before, like when we were in high school, and a lot of the people we knew how they would put on an act, and it became so ingrained you didn't know like you wondered do you even know if you're acting anymore like i got to imagine there's there's kind of a how you put it like uh i don't know just like he just has to almost step out of himself and go okay now i'm gonna put on my manic robin williams face that everyone knows mm-hmm. right and when you don't feel like it well what's there to help you well the booger I mean, sugar yep the booger yeah i honestly it's like being a stripper uh-huh right dated Dated a stripper that was addicted to heroin, right? Right. And so stripped. Well, this is this all happened after I dated her when she. I was think pure. Aaron's bragging right now. But, but no, <laughs> afterwards. So you made her unpure. This yeah, is, I, I, I destroyed her. No, she got in. <laughs> I a, bet you did. She got into heroin, started dancing to support mm-hmm. her heroin habit, and started doing ecstasy in order to get in the mood to perform her job. Oh. Right, so the ecstasy oh, got in the mood vicious to, to do the stripping, Exp- taxing on the brain. Yeah, well, <laughs> expensive in many ways. Yeah, there's a lot of prices to be, prices to be paid. It, it also reminds me of a friend of mine who I probably for like a year straight or more hung out with every weekend. And this guy was, I mean, he was a great guy, had a great big heart, but he was also the life of the party every time too. Everybody wanted to hang out with him. He's funny. He's good looking, tall, you know. Just one day it was like, I'm not coming over this weekend. I got to check into rehab. Didn't drink throughout the week. Right. But every weekend was just pounding it back. And I was like, it, that was kind of a uh, eye-opening. Just wait a minute. You're you're an alcoholic? Just never registered. Right. Well, high-functioning high fu- high addicts can, can kind of compartmentalize stuff a lot easier than just your falling right. down average drunk. Right. You know, it's like, you know, like you said, weekend drinkers whatever you know so quote-unquote social drinkers so i i I mean i I got a lot of friends like that so i understand uh, you know i've seen that during the week it's nine to five a lot a lot of them are married with kids and stuff and then when they get on the weekend no man (laughs) don't bother daddy he's got his adult beverage tonight you just get in certain situations and then it's like for me i can tell you put an instrument in my hand I am a drinking machine. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's as simple, too, as uh, I get behind the wheel, I need nicotine. Yeah. I go crazy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had my vaporizer, and Chris knows because he saw me yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. He came home when I was like, cigarette butts out of the ashtray. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you got that, you got that battery that I gave you a while back? I need that shit. (laughs) I'm trying to cobble together out of like, uh, throw like broken, uh, vaporizer pieces, like a working unit. Should have held out for a (laughs) blowjob. Because I forgot my shit at work. Right. right, I left it at work and then drove home, and it was the longest drive ever. And I was like, hey, "I can be, a, I can be an adult about this. I can control. This is no big deal. Mm-hmm. This is, this doesn't control me. There's no reason why I should be a half hour without my nicotine fix, and I and I don't go crazy just because I'm behind the wheel of a car. But just have that conversation in my head, but interrupted every two seconds by, "Where's my shit? Where's my shit? Right. <laughs> yeah, and and that just instinctual wanting to like grab something and put it up to my mouth. Mm-hmm. The oral fixation part of it too. So yeah, absolutely. There's like a lot of a lot of what uh, what gets people into these routines that then become addiction is the environment around it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not talking about oh they grew up in a bad neighborhood, hung out with some weird people. Just oh you know every day come down after a hard day at work I would just snort a little heroin. It's no big deal, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Oh, man. Would Bill Hicks say the right friends, the right girl, and the right habits? 
Right, but that's like uh, that's your environment too. That's your, your your peer group and whatnot. But I'm just saying, like simple things can trigger it too. Right. See, I'm just picturing you driving with your vape in one hand and, and fucking you know constantly while you're driving. You all, you got your you got your yeah, yeah pretty constantly. Yes, yeah, so I'm the same way when I'm driving anymore, and it's just like uh, I try to break the. You know, yeah, the oral fixation part, sticking something in your mouth, you know, and it's like, it just, yeah, it does not work. And yet I can sit for hours at a desk at work and not even think about it. I don't have to get up and go hit my vaporizer. I do sometimes. You know, if I'm busy for the first three hours of work, that's great. And it just flies by and I don't even think about it until lunchtime. But yet if I didn't have it for lunchtime, I'd have a shitty rest of the day. Well, there was a Pew study recently, the 2014 U.S. Religious Landscape Study that was released on Tuesday. Religious and, landscape? Right, so the story... fancy way of saying, like, religious a, makeup of... Is it the world? Is it just the U.S.? I thought he said manscape. U.S. Religious Landscape. I say it was in the title and I wasn't paying attention. Yes. All right. Americans as a whole are growing less religious. But those who still consider themselves to belong to a religion, on average, are just as committed to their faith as they were in the past, in certain aspects even more so. So, yeah, Washington Post did a story about this titled, More Americans Reject Religion, But Believers but the, Firm in Faith. Yeah, but the ones that still like it, really fucking like it. So, I, 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 I don't disagree with that statement at all. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. The new study may provide some solace to those who bemoan the undeniable rise in America of the nuns, quote unquote, people who claim no religious affiliation. People who say they have a religion, which is still the vast majority of the population, show no discernible dip in levels of observance. Right? Mm-hmm. So there are less of them. It's just the, the ones who are still around are equally devoted, I guess. Well, well, that that shit is like imprinted on you at a young age, and when it is, I I see it more and more in my friends as we get older. I have now people coming out of the woodwork that I didn't know that were raised as religious as they are, and now they're super religious. You know, and I'm just like, where'd this come from? Oh, I was raised religious. I didn't know that. I I've now officially, this is the I've now officially. Not been actively religious the same amount of time as I was. Like, if I was, you know, after 18, I walked away from the club. It, and You're saying, I, you've, you, at this point in your life, you have been uh, not believing in God as long as you previously believed in God. Yes, and I still know all the fucking prayers. I still know when like, to stand and sit. Like, every now right. and then, I'll end up in church for, like, a wedding or a funeral or whatever. Or well, I still know all the words. It, it's cr- like I think you're like most Catholics, then. But I'm just saying that it's just like... Why don't marketing people look into what religions do if you're looking oh, to they make do. a fucking impact? Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's plenty of crossover there. Um, on Friday. Well, you know, what's interesting is believing in God isn't necessarily uh, given that if a person considers themselves to be Christian, they don't automatically believe in God. I don't understand that concept. Well, here, uh, this is what it says in towards the end of the story here. That's an overall belief in God has ticked down by about three percentage points. All right. Go team atheists. In recent years, driven mainly by growth in the share of nuns who say they don't believe in God. But even among Christians, 98% of whom say they believe in God, right? Just right there. The 2% of Christians just flat out say, well, no, I don't believe in God, Mm. but I'm a Christian. (laughs) I believe in my okay. my religious community is what they're saying. That they don't <laughs> believe in God, which is interesting. Are they they understand that Christ with, is in the word. Yeah, are they familiar with the root word of Christian? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Christ uh, is the Son of God. If you believe okay. the books. Oh, wait, let me finish though. But so uh, even among Christians, ninety eight percent of whom say they believe in God, fewer believe with absolute certainty. Seventy six percent when really pressed. So it was like. Do you consider yourself Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian man. Okay, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. Are you sure you believe in God? 
Well, not positive, but you know, it sounds reasonable. But you're a Christian. So yes. So okay. the people who are adamant out of and this is just out of the Christians, this is not out of the nation. Seventy six percent of the the people who identified as Christians said that they were adamant about believing in God. Leaving what is that twenty four percent saying, Well, no, I I don't really believe in God per se, but they still consider themselves Christian. I mean, I understand uh if you disagreed with the religion mm-hmm. but just thought that the organization was doing good work and you know it was waited for you to be involved in your community or whatever it might be mm. but but not believing in God well I, I'm an atheist and I and I do believe in God <laughs> the, cl- the closest I could relate this to and this might uh, maybe nobody else can understand where I'm going with this but when you buy a comic book yeah. because it's got a certain creator, a certain artist, a certain writer, and it's just magic. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is fucking awesome. And then they leave, and it's the same character, and it's somebody else, and you're still buying it. And you're like, oh, this just isn't what it used to be. And then right. the next month, you buy it again. Well, I can't just not buy an Uncanny X-Men comic book. Exactly. Right? That, that's what... I can't just not be, just, you know, divorce myself from this, uh, this universe, mm-hmm. even though I really don't like where, you know... So and so, Will's Portico is taking the fucking series. Yeah, no, totally. It's like it's a like, deep dive for you. He took over after Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gross vagina, you know. It's still a vagina, <laughs> right, yeah. but like you know, it's like I'm not gay, but this is a disgusting vagina, right? Well, maybe you have, Eric. I have bad vagina is better than no vagina. I, I have yet to. Uh, I know I posed this question to you yeah. gentlemen before. I, I think on this show, but have you ever seen a pussy that you didn't fuck in real life? Like it was there presented to you, and you're like, "I'm good." Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, yeah. And it wow. was, it was, a, it was a smell thing, and I think that's why it was like, you know, <laughs> oh, okay, it, all right, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, too ripe. For me, I'm gonna pass because it's one of those things like you check, well, you get yeah, the visual test, like, you have yeah. the, the smell. T- it's all the all the senses, and uh, the feel. Yeah, feel like if you pull it apart and it looks like a grilled cheese sandwich being torn apart. But, yeah. but, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's like go clean your shit and get back to me. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm talking <laughs> you know, about in the smell test. It, yeah, I'm there's talking, an infection there. I mean, no, Aaron, no, 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 Aaron, no, no, the smell I'm, test, man. I'm with you because I've done that. What Aaron said, I've been like. Why don't we go take a shower? Right, Together, isn't it romantic? But what I'm yeah. talking about is... Hey, by you the know, way, and, and then all of a sudden she's getting poked in their face with a douche. Wait, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't know. It's just sitting there. It's my mom's or something. Use it. I, I'm talking about more <laughs> things that you can't overcome with douche or something, like <laughs> right, the leg yeah. spread and the call of Cthulhu is there, basically. <laughs> or an abscess. I've never yeah. had Lovecraftian pussy, no. So. <laughs> Lovecraftian oh, pussy. Title. I, I like that. That was really good. That was real good. Call of Cthulhu. It's all right. It's it's, it's like pizza. Really You're like, well, I'll have one piece, I guess. Right. You know. Hey, yeah, even I'll, a slice of shitty pizza is still. It's like beer yeah. too. Even a bad beer is still a beer. Beer is beer, man. Unless it's one right. of those sours. <laughs> Uh, this I don't know. This just all this. Tried to talk about religion. We ended up talking about pussy. Hey man, they're intertwined there somehow, right? Oh, totally. Hey, yeah. I know some people. Everybody, pussy is their religion. Everybody's yeah. got to pray to something. Yeah. <laughs> At least you can see pussy. Yeah. And fuck <laughs> I <got> it. Proof. <laughs> I, I, yes, I have concrete evidence right. that pussy exists. Yeah. Yeah. I I've dare been you. up in a couple. And pussy Wipe. will give you something. Wipe your fingers under your friend's nose and see if he smells God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the quote of the day right there. <laughs> that was mighty right there. That was bold. I like that. What's this? It'll never like happen. Two thousand year old Jew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the girl I was telling you about that I skipped on. Yeah. <laughs> Smell like mummy pussy. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I, but okay. Getting back to this. So, bottom line, more people are like Jews, are coming coming <laughs> out as <laughs> coming out as as having no religion or not being religious whatsoever. Isn't that a good thing? I mean, because yeah. Bill Barr himself called it religiousless, and that's like what seven eight years old now. That that's the great untapped market in, in politics and, yeah. and and really everything. Well. 
You know, but it's still uh, people who don't have any religious affiliation, not people who believe in God, but have no religious affiliation is still a minority. It said in the story, I think it was 10% of the population, 90% have some sort of affiliation. Yeah. Everyone's got to belong to a club. I don't get it. Which gets into some kind of weird territory when you talk to uh, people who... Well, Jews, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People who study Judaism or, or are just born into it. Like a lot of things, you know, we, we confuse the mm-hmm. religion with the race. Exactly. On this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because they, are, they do go hand in hand in some fashion because mm-hmm. in order to be a true Jew, you have to, your mother must be right. a true Jew. I like Jews, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's uh, that's I, interesting. But I, I forgot what my point. I heard myself, and I forgot what my point was. <laughs> I, mean, I had one too, and I and I forgot what I was going to say. It's pretty nice. Well, I, I've heard a lot in the last oh. five years from people. This I'm spiritual but not religious thing. So I want to punch those people in the face. I think when I hear that, it's probably followed up by, well, what religion? Oh, but I was raised Southern Baptist, or I was raised Catholic, or I was raised this. So that's just what I'll call myself if if you know pressed about the well, issue. You got to pick a team. No, I don't know if maybe I read it wrong or they they posted it wrong. I went right to the Pew forum Ooh. to see the results of the Pew study. Pew and. Uh, <laughs> You know, laser, laser blast sound there. And it lists, so Christian, which covers a lot of ground, uh-huh. is 70%. Uh, Non-Christian faith, 59 So Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, or other. <laughs> there okay. are 57 million of us. <laughs> what was the, the, the uncola. What was uh, Apu's quote <laughs> in The Simpsons? And then 22.8% unaffiliated or religious nuns. Ooh. Not N-U-N, but N-O-N-E-S, nuns. So there's... It's not a pew, there's YouTube. 3% atheist, uh-huh. 4% agnostic, so the agnostics are catching on. Ooh. <laughs> They're just not there yet. Which are different. Yeah. Well, agnostics are, they believe in some higher power, but they don't believe in any... Right. Uh, agnostics Ooh, are, do you believe in God? I don't know about go, that. I don't know. That's it's an agnostic. A, it's the yeah, hipster atheist. Right. Um, I'm. I consider myself an agnostic, and I just say I can't prove it. I can't disprove it. It's not something I worry about. Whereas there's, uh, I kind of like this. Fifteen point eight percent, which is the bulk of the religious nuns, are just nothing in particular. Yeah. Hey, I'm, not, I'm just here, just hanging out till I die. I'm a meat which, sack. Which yeah. you would think would be atheist, except for atheists uh, have an opinion. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they have somewhat of an opinion. They're like. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be cool if there was something else when I die, but whatever. I like to look at myself as part Fuck of the breed that, get uh, money now. that gave up all hope whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you lost everything. So, uh, yeah. So that's what you're stuck with. So Well, they have it broken down by some regions, too. Do they have a pie chart? Including Detroit. I like pie charts. Catholics everywhere. Uh, 16%. 67% lower than the nation average in Christians in general, and only 16% Catholic. Uh, 8% non-Christian face, so that's uh, almost a 3% jump mm-hmm. from the national average, with uh, 3% Muslim. Well, I mean, it, is, it the, is it Detroit? Is it Detroit proper or the metro area? Because metro Dearborn area, right there, I, I'd imagine that you'd find a lot more people who have no problem saying I'm a Muslim. Yeah. And, and whatsoever. So, and which Detroit, is strange because I have run into that a few times. People that are like, well, I'm Muslim, but I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, why the fuck do you bring it up? <laughs> it's, not like I, it's not like I walk around going, hey, are you Muslim? You know, I mean, I may look like a walking hate crime, but I'm not. So, yeah. so compared to the national average of 15% of religious nuns, no affiliation, mm-hmm. uh, there's 24% in the area that we're from. So out of the four of us, yeah. anyone believe in God? Nope. Okay. How does this happen? Because uh, it, it doesn't seem... Uh, th- these numbers don't seem accurate to me yeah. in the people that I know. Maybe it's a generational thing. Right. Um, I didn't get... I don't, they don't, they don't, I don't know if they broke this down by age, but of course this is going to be yeah. this is going to be skewed to an older demographic. 
And <laughs> also, I think the closer you get to death, the more you want something to be there. Well, yeah, yeah no, totally. Like, I point. mean, I'm going to say, like, I, I, I think it's an awesome idea. I, I really would like there to be all these things when I die. I would, I, I would love it. But that doesn't make it true. I mean, and also, like, well, I really want a lightsaber, but if I, it's I all going to be in my imagination, I'm going to imagine whatever I want. Yeah, fucking a, <laughs> man. My God's going to be sweet. Talk dude. about cherry picking. I'll take your 77 virgins, and I'll yeah. take your giant ostrich eggs in heaven. Yeah, I'll have my own version. Oh my gosh! Actually, that's all I need. So, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to ride the virgins and fuck the ostrich eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Me buck naked for eternity going, who wants omelets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For whatever reason, now I'm just thinking of uh, Chappelle's show with the, uh, the, the the Cribs episode where he has dinosaur eggs and he makes everybody omelets. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the most bullshit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, balls, son. because my my version of heaven in my imagination is what, what I heard described by Father Guido Sarducci. And to him, apparently, heaven was the best breakfast, and you would get giant eggs. Here's another heavy one to lay on you, because the New York, New York Times had a story about more white people die from suicide and substance abuse. Because we hate ourselves. Why? <laughs> Why would the death rate for middle-aged non-Hispanic whites be increasing after decades of decline, while rates for middle-aged blacks and Hispanics continue to fall? I blame Radiohead. I... <laughs> <laughs> It's because Obama Maybe was elected. Maybe it's all the fucking antidepressants. I'm just saying, man, after creep come out, that's when that, st- that statistic started to creep up. So? Man. No pun intended. Yeah, white men are dying in droves from suicide. This isn't a quote. From, <laughs> from suicide, drug abuse, and alcoholism. Yeah. So they're killing themselves. Just just let them do it themselves. But, yeah. They're beached got, whales. The white male's like a dog on a leash left out in the backyard. He's run himself into a circle until he falls over. <laughs> we don't know what to fucking do with ourselves. I, I wanna I kinda wanna know the uh socioeconomic scale though. Is it more the uh no, lower middle class and down or is it just across the board? This was uh let's see, what did it say, huh? Rich wants research is probably mm-hmm. not there. I think you just need white skin and a penis to to uh, uh, be part of this study right here. White skin and a penis and a penis. Yeah, that's the best combo. Now they do say that uh, <laughs> they didn't see the uh, they didn't see the same hap- uh, the same results in white middle aged men in other countries. Okay, so we just hit ourselves here. Yeah, it's more of an American trend. Right on. <laughs> USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, okay, so somewhere someone started a hashtag about this, right? I mean, it's, it's some sort of, you know, like white genocide or something like that. Yeah, white lives well, matter. Part of yeah. this is about access. Uh, <clears throat> one of the doctors, Dr. Deaton, that was interviewed in this article, noted that blacks and Hispanics may have been protected to an extent because some pharmacies in neighborhoods where blacks and Hispanics live do not even stock certain drugs. Yeah. And doctors have been less likely to prescribe them for these groups. So this is a quote, a black person has to be in a lot more pain to get a prescription. That was thought to be horrible, but now it turns out it may, be a, it may have a silver lining. <laughs> because nearly 60% of Americans, the highest ever, are taking prescription drugs. That was, oh, a, yeah. that was a headline in, the, in a story in the Washington Post. Well, if I, you count, that also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you count medical marijuana? Prescription. Okay. Oh, these are the, uh, Medi- the Xanaxes. We may have and, uh, tagged medical on it, but we still can't call Percocets it a prescription. You're not being prescribed like anything by a medical doctor per se. Yeah, but that might also be linked to just cultural phenomenon. Phenomenon. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Something like a phenomenon. In certain, <laughs> certain economic whatever yeah. groups, it's not... It's not as acceptable to say, oh, hey, I'm depressed. I need this. Whereas pretty much, I mean, you're solidly middle class white males turned into the biggest Mm. bitch in the world in the last 20 years. Oh, yeah, totally. You do have to take this into account, though. There's a lot more medicines for things that we just didn't have Mm -hmm. cures for before. And granted, some of them are like, you know, kind of ridiculous, but... 
antidepressants are definitely up there as well as uh, high cholesterol, medication for yeah. diabetes. So it's not necessarily that more people are, well, more people are abusing them than ever. That's right. also true. Well, think about how many medication commercials you've seen on television that say, report to your doctor or talk to your doctor if you have thoughts of suicide. And it's said buried in a, in a fucking auctioneer's voice of 30 seconds of side effects that could be happening, you know, that could happen. Yeah. And it's, it's like if all these medications, if that's a possible side effect, maybe we really shouldn't be pumping people with this shit just because Pfizer says so. Well, some people are allergic to peanuts. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's incredible. Like, I mean, somebody's going to be allergic to anything. Like, I mean, table salt. I mean, it's just it's, they have to put these uh, these warnings on there. And I understand that, but to me, all these pharmaceutical companies, it's, I mean, let's say just to throw out a number, it's complete bullshit just pulled out of my ass. Let's say it's 25% of these medications that they pump out, you know, suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation, whatever, is a side effect. That's ridiculous. So if you're taking a medicine uh, because you're suicidal and the medication makes you suicidal, that's like a double whammy right there. You're bam, you're out. You're white male on the wall right there. I'm a white male, I'm solidly middle class, and I'm on antidepressants. Oh, shit, man. Fuck, you better get away from him. He's probably going to kill himself real soon. Explode. Right, but these are just, these aren't things that are likely to happen. Right. There's not even probably, the percentage chance of of these horrible side effects happening aren't, you'd have to work it out to like the 10th decimal place in percentage. They have to cover their asses, though. Exactly. And a lot of it's just like, hey, just put this on everything. If anybody kills themselves because they were on our drugs, let's just put that warning label on everything. That covers our ass across the board. Hey, we said on the commercial. Yeah, we've absolved ourselves. Everything at this point causes rectal bleeding and suicide. Everything. So we're going to put that on the... Here's some highlights from that study about about drugs, drug use, prescription drug use in the U.S. The most common drug taken from 2011 and 2012 was simvastatin, Ooh. which is also marketed as Zocor, which is a is to uh, lower your cholesterol and reduce the risk of heart attack and strokes. Wow. Eight, 8% of the nation took that in, in that time period. You can abuse that? No, no, no. We're not. Again, we're not talking about oh. drug abuse. We're not talking about sixty percent of people are abusing drugs. It's just I wanted to get some Zocor. A higher percentage than ever, ever before. Snorting that Zocor. Are, are <laughs> taking are taking prescription drugs on a regular basis. Uh, Non-Hispanic white Americans take prescription drugs at roughly twice the rate of Mexican Americans. Researchers offer no clear explanation, but said the disparity was not entirely attributable. Mm. to differences in insurance status. Which is kind of uh, a soft way of saying, well, the legals don't take prescription drugs because they don't have insurance. Best news in this study? Use of antibiotics decreased from 5.7% to 4.2%. Hooray. Hooray. Let's, Let's get rid of unnecessary use of antibiotics. You're making our whole race weaker. Well, yeah, MRSA stopped, didn't that come out of uh, over prescription leaves. of antibiotics? Yeah, all all those did these uh, what's it resistant strains, and they're just going to keep getting stronger and stronger, and we're just not going to have a way to treat them. So to wrap it up, come full circle. Hmm. Expose your kids to all kinds of shit. Yeah, maybe so you're not allergic a, to them. Maybe even actual shit, except for religion. Yes. Hey, no. No, expose them to religion, and then also science uh-huh. and logical thinking, and right. Concrete ideas. Let them make their choice. I, I agree with you. For the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic. Reverend George Kyle. Obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing. <laughs> germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths in prisons. Before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. Yep. It's true. It's true. 
All right, George, we got to wrap it up. All right. That was a good way to stop right there. Yes. Got to see him twice. But he, he's old. I, I, he was in his old and bitter stage when I saw him. It was like late 90s. Like he was like particular. Well, he yeah. went from hippy dippy weatherman to old and bitter like pretty quickly. <laughs> well, no, I think it's, it's when his. Uh, Stay his, off my lawn. I think it's Carlin. when his wife was dying. Like he was like it was real fucking like it was a little little more deep seated than the stuff I was hearing like when I was growing up listening to like class clown that kind of shit or even stuff from his nineties. Anyways, thank you to everybody who listens, downloads, uh, shares, whatever, retweets. Am I getting all the internet verbiage? Tweets uh, and retweets. Thank you to everybody. If you like it, please tell somebody. Thank you to Eric. Why? Thank you guys I'm joining us fun. again. You'll be joining us for the next show? Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. Hey, thank Rich, too. Yeah, Rich. You can't just thank Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, you're awesome. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for hanging in there, Rich. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm not like going to take a compliment. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Go ahead. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, oh, me. Just give it to me. Is that a new sweater today, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's George <laughs> Carlin on that. Oh, <laughs> that's not Rich. <laughs> Thanks to everybody. Um... I don't know. Can't think of things to talk about. So we'll just say that we'll see you on Monday. Thanks. Later, guys. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net